0: How many artists can say that 2020 was a good year? All across the spectrum of music artists, from full-time touring acts to players you might see at the coffee shop, no one was going anywhere from spring onward, and that forced isolation not only was a crushing financial loss to a great many, but was also a novel and most unwelcome challenge. Like everyone who was not going outside the home to work or for much of anything, Some music artists could weather this new regimen of staying put much better than others. And if you had to pick an artist who would find benefit from having loads of time on their hands, you would make a good choice with Tyler Ramsey. Already living in a quiet, secluded spot in the mountains of western North Carolina and having foregone the musical path filled with constant touring, Tyler Ramsey was well-suited to make the most of what fate had dealt us. And a big part of what he made during this time is his latest collection of songs called Found a Picture of You, an AP of covers ranging from The Pretenders to Elizabeth Cotton and one of his own songs from an earlier release. Tyler tells us about the virtues of simplicity in life and in songwriting, about being an unlikely rock and roll hero, how country blues is foundational to his approach, and he plays us some of his latest music including an as-yet-untitled new song from a live session on WNCW late last November. Tyler has been a fixture on the airwaves on WNCW since he first came on the scene around 2005, to his decade as a guitarist in Band of Horses, and to his solo return with standout albums like 2019's For the Morning, which includes the song you're hearing now, Darkest Clouds. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick welcoming you to our episode on Tyler Ramsey. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at Osirispod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at wncw.org. In 2019, Tyler Ramsey's song, A Dream of Home, was not only an earworm, it was also somewhat of a preview of our lives to come in 2020, With its theme of the grass being greener on the other side until you actually get there. Being given the hypothetical scenario where you get to slow down from the to and fro of the workday world and stay put makes for a lot better daydream than it does for reality, days, weeks, and months on end. But for Tyler Ramsey, being stuck at home meant that he could concentrate on creativity and family, which seems to have easily outweighed the loss of mobility. We all got a taste of focusing inward last year, and when I spoke with Tyler, I noted that his lyrics tended toward that direction already.
1: I think it is, it is kind of right, especially now, like, focused inward, because that's, you know, what we have to focus on a lot right now. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I just have been spending a lot more time really listening to other people's lyrics and really... Um, appreciating like good songwriting in that way like some beautiful song that can be carried on a guitar and just the words and the guitar alone and the melody and uh and I've been just trying to do that I mean that's kind of what I've been trying to do all along is like write something that takes minimal uh accompaniment to to get across and and um hopefully that's a sign of maybe a good song and you know uh more and more uh just figuring out that time spent with a pen in your hand and a piece of paper is like is gonna lead to something you know I used to kind of wait around for for some sort of like intervention you know or like some lightning bolt or something but uh um these days I've I've really been, you know, trying to just sit down and and do do that work where it's like you don't know where it's going to take you sometimes and you end up with something that really uh speaks something that you needed to say, you know? And that's a lot of the songs I've been that I've got for for whatever is going to happen next is uh they're all kind of in that place where I don't know, they feel important for me to say and I can get it super emotional like singing them sometimes, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where it's at. That's a good strategy. Just show
0: up to work and then whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do. It really is not easy for me to do. I, I, I say that out loud, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's still a challenge for me to, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at like setting a, a schedule and being like, I'm going to be down there at my desk at, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning or whatever. Uh, I tend to do everything else first and then when I finally get around to it I'm like all right if I have this time then I can get something done and maybe it'll be good and maybe it'll be one line that I can come back to later and you know somehow like insert into another song that I'm working on down the road and uh yeah it's just kind of a it's just a really fun process. Tell us about the
0: motivation for an EP of covers and how you chose these songs.
1: Um so I, i've been playing quite a few of these songs for a very long time live i i usually try and throw like one cover song in a live show sometimes i don't but um and some of these have just been around for years and years and years like uh tomorrow on the runway and um Shakespeare not so much in the shows but uh Yeah, I just started thinking it would be fun just to document them in a really like simple way. And I I, um, just went to my friend Bill, you know, Bill Reynolds and in Nashville and we started the project like back, I think it was in February or something, right before I was gonna go on this tour. And then, um, so we, yeah, we just started documenting them and I really wanted to get them Uh, recorded in a way that was like hey this is like what you would see at a live show if you've seen me play like this is um you know there's not a lot of bells and whistles on any of the stuff it's mostly me with an acoustic guitar and then maybe like one extra thing thrown in there and then I got a lot of good friends to uh participate in the recording you know mostly through emailing stuff back and forth after everything got shut down but uh Managed to get uh, Thad Cockrell sang on, on a song. Uh, before all that happened, he came over to Bill's and sang a little bit and a couple of guys. Uh, I did a version of Thousand Blackbirds with, with some friends of mine, uh, Jeremy and Jonathan Lister and Avi Kaplan who I toured with like last year. So they sing harmonies on that. So yeah, it was just kind of like a fun little project uh, just to capture some songs that I've been doing for a long time. This first one is, uh, I did a version of um, Shake Sugary, it's Elizabeth Cotton song.
0: Elizabeth Cotton's Shake Sugaree, covered by Tyler Ramsey, in his on-air session on WNCW. It is easy to see the attraction that Tyler would have for Cotton's renowned finger-picking style once you listen to any of his solo work. And while he has come around to a simpler, more straightforward approach lately, there remains an underlying complexity to his aesthetic. When you go back to the record that got him started as a full-time musician, 2008's A Long Dream About Swimming Across the Sea, that complexity and dynamic arrangement is front and center. From there, he went on to join the group Band of Horses, which had a lot in the way of a dynamic approach to rock music, but little in the way of the country blues music that captivated Tyler early on. I asked him about this little irony. You know, finger-style playing is your thing, but it's it's a... kind of a contrast in, on a couple of levels, both your your style now and what was before you joined Band of Horses, but also your demeanor and the way you comport yourself. It You know, you, you're a guitarist in a very rock and roll band mm-hmm. while you are the least rock and roll kind of person. <laughs> <that I laughs> hey, can man, come on. I mean, no, that in no, a very I'm good totally way. I'm totally with you on that. I'm <laughs>
1: completely with you on that. That was all just... That was all... A fraud, man. That was, <laughs> uh, that really was. I don't, I don't, I'm not a rock guy. I never was like, I don't know. I thought it was very strange. Uh, that, that little journey was really, really fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I was always bringing what I, you know, I was always trying to bring in what I had developed, you know, which is the stuff that I'm doing here. You know, there's like, I was trying to bring like a, a balance to it, like bring a delicate, thing or bring you know finger style guitar into what you know this indie rock band or whatever and and then you know after 10 years of doing that I kind of evolved in my electric guitar playing and came up with different things that you know were a little more rock you know but I don't really I don't know I don't really do that at this point you know none of that stuff is carried back out on the other end of that yet but you know there's I'm not really playing music right now anyway, so <laughs> it wouldn't. But uh Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, at first glance, it might seem like that is an odd marriage, but it worked sonically on a lot of levels. I mean, you had a, a great run with Band of Horses, and those were some really good records, and you wrote a lot of songs as well when you were in the band.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. I think it was a good blend. I think it really made, uh you know, I never tried to, like, enforce my own... You know, style necessarily into it. I just kind of like did what would work with what was already happening. I never really was like, this was what needs to happen, you know, because I just kind of was ho- hoping that I could incorporate something into it that would elevate it a little bit when it when it needed to be elevated or whatever. But yeah, it was fun. Have you got another another song for us? No, that's it. Okay, well, going home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got I've got one uh, or two or three or four. Uh, I'll play this one, and I think. I can tell a little bit about it. Um, So this one is called When You Go, and it's my friend Jenny Lowe Stearns or Jenny Stearns Lowe or Jenny Lowe or Jenny Stearns, uh, who you guys have played on WNCW over the years. And I've done shows with her in the past. In fact, I think years ago, right before I ended up joining Band of Horses, she and I and the Believers came through and played in this room together. And then we went on like a tour together. Um, so I, I love Jenny Stern's songwriting and uh, her voice. And, and uh, when we sing together, it's always like really, really powerful. So I just thought um, this would be a fun one to do. Actually, this isn't one that I've done a lot of times live. I, I used to play uh, Pieces of My Heart, which is another one of her songs. That shows, but then when it came time to record one of her songs for this project, I was like, I'll just do when you go and try it. So I'll try it now.
2: The sun doesn't shine Like it used to Spread still, but it's cruel. Abuse.
0: You started out playing piano, and you took from a notable jazz pianist. But then, along the way, found guitar and became enthralled with country blues with fingerstyle guitar, especially. Mm-hmm. Tell us how about how that all came around.
1: Well, yeah, I was playing piano forever and jazz, and then I just, you know, after I we moved away, that was kind of in Libertyville, Illinois, when I started taking piano lessons. Uh, and then uh, he was really helping me develop my ear because he he could tell I wasn't like he could tell I had a good ear for music, so he would kind of encourage me to just to like improvise and and maybe like pick things out by ear rather than like trying to read music as much, so I think that helped me out along the path that I've, that I've been on ever since. But um, we moved away from there, and then I just kind of developed my piano style over time, kind of on my own, like a lot of self, self-taught self stuff going on, especially you know with my guitar playing as well. Um, but I think when we moved to Nashville, and I didn't know anybody, and uh, I ended up with a Michael Hedges cassette tape and uh, Alex Degrassi cassette tape, like they, we wanted. Me and my mom wandered into some strip mall, uh, like New Age houseware store or something, and they had a rack of like Wyndham Hill cassettes or something. So like I remember grabbing those two and just like absolutely head over heels for Michael Hedges. Like that was a Breakfast in the Field that record, um, and just being like, man, that's one guy playing yeah. guitar, and then I. Um uh, messed around with guitar not too long after that and started maybe playing with open tunings even and just kind of like picking things out. Um, and then I've got cool uncles, you know, that mm-hmm. would pass music to me. And uh, one of the things that they handed me was like, um, I think Leo Kottke, uh Trout, what was it? A Shout Towards Noon and um six and twelve string maybe guitar and uh just really got into that too uh and then after that discovered country blues which was like whoa this is where all that stuff or most of that stuff was coming from you know and and there's such a deep well of that music that you can explore you could do it your whole life you know you could you choose to be like the guy that knows everything there is to know about country blues and ragtime and all that kind of you know uh music or i just kind of like dove into it for a few years and um you know uh respectfully adopted some of the some of the things that i really dug about it um the simplicity of it always got me and the melodies uh and just the style the the guitar style the finger pattern the finger picking patterns and the and the style just still blows me away.
0: You did 1,000 Blackbirds. You did a cover of your own song on the EP. Yeah. Why did you choose that?
1: Um, I was doing a tour opening for Avi Kaplan. He um, about a year and a half ago. I don't, I'm losing track of time. But <laughs> uh, So I was just coming out solo and opening for him for about, I think we did like eight shows together and got to be, pretty close um and me and his band and his band they could all sing like Avi's uh, a singer like a real deal like he came from that band pentatonix uh which is like a cappella group and um and and is now like writing really great music and and recording his own doing his own thing and he had this band of of guys that were all like harmony singers and just top-notch so Uh, They all liked uh, "A Thousand Blackbirds" that song, and uh, they're like, "You want to? Well, come up and sing." So they ended up coming up for the shows. Like I would play my set, and then the last song would be "A Thousand Blackbirds," and they would come up uh, and sing harmonies on it. And uh, so we're like, "Oh, we gotta document this because it just was making me." So happy, you know. It's so fun to sing with people that are that good, and like to hear it happening in real time. You know, it's, it's a cool experience. So, um, yeah, we we planned on like let's get this documented somehow. And I was in Nashville starting to work on the EP, and um, you know, I called up uh, Jeremy and Jonathan Lister, two of the brothers that were in Avi's band, and they came over and added the the main harmonies and then Avi was able to come over and do like uh the second half of the song he comes in with like this really low uh baritone like harmony that just gives you goosebumps when you hear it um yeah so that's how that all came about
2: oh don't you see the black he's high up in the trees He's clinging on the branches And he's calling out to me And can't you hear him calling To the others circling around They're cutting through the steady wind and Sorrow.
0: Tyler Ramsey took the leap of faith to become a full-time musician when he moved to Swananoa and began writing what would become his 2008 album, A Long Dream About Swimming Across the Sea. Like a lot of artists, He realized that half-measures were not going to allow him to truly dedicate himself to his craft. In an interview shortly afterward, he said, When you give yourself that amount of time, great things can come out of that. And with time on his hands in the past year, of course Tyler has been writing some new songs, one of which is new enough that it hasn't been named yet.
2: open Fear that I'm drifting too far out to reach Hoping maybe all I ever really need Is for you to hold on And how long has it been Since we drove all night to reach the ocean Since we saw the sunrise move across the sand You were moving closer just to hold my hand And we were listening to prairie wind I don't know if I'll ever feel that way again
0: A new original from Tyler Ramsey on WNCW Live in Studio B. Oh, that is great. Thank you. It's got a lot of 2020 written on it. It does,
1: man. (laughs) It does, for sure.
0: That about does it for our show. Thanks for listening. I hope you might tell someone you know about this podcast. You can subscribe to the series on most every platform where you can find podcasts, and once you subscribe, it helps even more when you give it a good rating and a review. Spreading awareness by giving a top rating, and even more so with a review, will make Southern Songs and Stories and the artists it profiles more likely to be found by more people just like you. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media, with all the Osiris shows available at osirispod.com. You can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Thanks to Sean Rubin for engineering my session with Tyler Ramsey and Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW. Thanks also to Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.